Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome to The Damn Goods by Breaking Beauty, our episode featuring what products we're loving and not so much. Reviews you can use coming right up. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. We are coming at you with another episode featuring damn good product reviews. Hey, Jill. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. So in our last damn goods, we got all excited and we promised everybody we were going to review moisturizers with daily SPF and compare them to facial sunscreens with SPF. Well, I think we were a little ambitious there. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we decided to narrow it down to just the best face sunscreens. There is a difference. Yes. And we put the question to our guest today because I was like, if you have a daily moisturizer that's SPF 30 and then you have a face sunscreen that's SPF 30, what in the F is the difference? So we phoned a friend. Her name is Deja Ayodele. Uh, she's a British esthetician and um, she's been on our radar for a bit now. I mean, last week she was on Carolyn Hiron's Instagram stories and Carolyn called her a ledge, like legend. Um, and so we're very excited to have her on our show today. So Deja is a UK based esthetician and founder of Black Skin Directory. It's a platform servicing the skincare needs of women of color in the UK. She's also behind a hashtag and a movement called Protect Your Melanin and she's bringing attention to the fact that we all need to be wearing SPF, not just us pale and pasty types, but every one of every skin tone. So DJ will be telling us all about that in our interview. And she's got some great practical tips for applying sunscreen, like how much is really enough, how to avoid peeling on your makeup, all of that good stuff. So she's just a wealth of knowledge. And we wanted to get her expertise specifically for women of color because it is such a challenge to find a great one that blends seamlessly into your skin and gets you that protection, but you feel confident wearing. So we love that she was able to weigh in on um, on this topic with us. And here's a shocking statistic, Jill. Banana Boat released a study from Ledger Marketing recently that 23% of Canadians don't wear sunscreen at all. One in two don't wear enough sunscreen. So that just tells you that there's still a lot to learn or a lot of convincing to do. Yeah. And I mean, I see stories in my Facebook news feed all the time. People are like, I'm going to eat blueberries and I have natural SPF. And then they're like, yeah. I'm going to, I'm just on my way to the tanning bed. I'm going to get a base tan before I go to Cuba. And I'm thinking, 
oh my god like there's just so much to learn and yeah. those things are just not safe practices for healthy skin and I will say another pet peeve while I'm on my rant here when everybody's asking me blowing up my DMs or my friends what eye cream should I get mm-hmm. what anti-aging cream should I get and they'll like literally spend $300 and I'll be like you don't need any of that just wear SPF and they're yeah. like yeah yeah. No, I'm, I don't need to know that. SPF and Botox, baby. You're good. Honestly, it is it is really shocking what lengths people will go to to not wear sunscreen. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, let's get into a little bit of sunscreen 101. We're mm-hmm. going to start with the absolute basics. Yeah. Broad spectrum. So broad spectrum means that the filters in the sunscreen are giving you protection from UVA and UVB rays. And UVA, I always remember this from beauty journalism school, if there was such a thing. (laughs) UVA stands for the aging rays. They're the invisible ones. And the UVB rays are responsible for burning. Yeah. You need to cover off both guys. Uh, Yeah. So that'll usually say that right on the package. And there's a lot more of conversation these days around chemical filters versus physical filters. Chemical on the label, it will say like avobenzone, oxybenzone, homosalate, physical sunscreens. um, These are the more natural alternative. There's only two. There's zinc oxide and there's titanium dioxide. Mm -hmm. And those are going to physically block the rays and reflect them off of your skin. Whereas, Whereas chemicals sort of absorb the energy from the UVA rays, transform them into heat and disperse them so you don't get skin damage. And then, you know, I think if you think about physical sunscreens, a lot of people might think back to the old days of zinc and like, yeah. you know, the white splotch or stripe across Baywatch, your nose. Baby. But um you know, they've definitely come a long way. They're more refined using nanotechnology in those mineral particles. So they're they're becoming more and more sheer as yeah, the years go on. Exactly. Since this is our damn goods episode, we have all of our personal recommendations coming after our chat with Deja. And Deja herself has some really great recommendations. So uh, we will put those all on our website, breakingbeautypodcast.com slash blog. So if you're driving right now, don't worry about it. We're going to gather all of that information for you. And um, I'm really happy that we phoned a friend on this. I learned something. Absolutely. I learned so much. And she's a powerhouse. I also love Deja's British accent. Of course. I mean, they just have a leg up, you guys. (laughs) Can you tell us about the Protect Your Melanin movement? So um, it's literally um, a a movement to encourage uh, conversation um, within the Black community about sun sun care and sun protection. Um, because last year we kind of within Black Skin Direction realized that when it comes to say sunscreen adverts, you never see a black woman in a sunscreen advert. Then black people are just not included in the in the narrative and the conversation about protecting your skin in the sun, whether it be from a UVB perspective of the sun um, sun rays burning your skin, which could obviously um, potentially lead to skin cancer, and also from the aging point of view. Um, obviously, the sun ages your skin as well um, and generally within the black community you find that skin cancer seemed to be like a white person's disease when we know that yes melanin gives you some protection but it doesn't give you all the protection you need you still need to um, have things like sunscreen you need to be skin aware to check your skin monthly you need to um, stay out of the sun during the hottest times of the day so it was to literally encourage that sort of conversation and why do you think this has been ignored in the beauty industry do you think 
from, you know, developers and marketers are just kind of like, well, if you have more melanin, you're fine, you're good. So just haven't covered it. Or why do you think it's been a topic that's been ignored? I I think it's mainly been because um, of the statistics, because the statistics are lower that um, darker skin tones, sort of developing skin cancer, the statistics are lower, are much lower than the white population. That doesn't mean that black people just don't get skin cancer. They get skin cancer less. But it was shocking to me Mm -hmm. that Although um, black people get skin cancer less, the um, mortality rate is higher because of the lack of education around skin cancer and the lack of education around the types of skin cancer that black people can get. Um, So I think that's partly why it's been ignored. Um, And generally, the market, um, when it comes to sun care, um, tends to focus its efforts and its financial power on speaking to the people who will be affected most rather than rather than taking into account everybody else. I know that you're teaming up with a lot of brands to help get that message out there and spread the word about inclusion in sunscreen advertising, because I think it's so true. You never see women of color in sunscreen advertisements. Mm. So can you talk a little bit about your work there? So um, Black Skin Irish, we came up with the idea and we then approached um, the brand Ultrasun to work with us on on, on um, filming an ad. So so Ultrasun worked with us to film the ad and supported us in the in trying to get this message out there. Um, so we filmed the ad, which is the which was the first skin of color sunscreen ad to to be aired in the UK you know, using a black model. Um, and we then re- we released the ad digitally on social media. Um, and then we worked with um, the Stylist magazine, which is a really big and inclusive platform. We worked with them to produce mm-hmm. a video um, which they um, filmed, um, which literally, you know, they got a bunch of um, black women in the studio to talk about their skincare and sun care habits and also to to use that as an educational tool. But it's an ongoing campaign. It's on until the end of August. So we've got a few more bits um, in the bag as well. Okay. And in your pro opinion, so we're going to get down to the nitty gritty of the SPF. I think a lot of people are really confused out there. Why do we need a proper SPF for face versus a daily moisturizer with SPF? You know, if they're both SPF 30, let's say, what's really the difference in your professional opinion? It's because um, people generally don't wear enough SPF anyway. So if you're wearing uh, if you're saying that your moisturizer has SPF, well, you're not never go- you're never going to put on the required amount of SPF to give you protection, which is why the professional opinion is always to advise you to use a separate SPF um, mm-hmm. because S- SPF in makeup or moisturizers is never going to be enough because you're just not going to apply enough of the product onto your face. And what's the visual cue that you give people for wearing enough? Is it like the shot glass? Is it the golf ball? Like on your face, how much SPF should you be wearing? I go according to the the tablespoon. So I say a a tablespoon. If you can um, put on a tablespoon and you can do it in, in layers. So you don't have to obviously squeeze out like, you know, a massive dollop that's the size of a tablespoon but if you can um so you can do it in layers instead and build up your layers that's much better so a tablespoon for your whole face yeah yeah oh wow okay the thing is nobody ever wears that amount no matter what you say yeah nobody ever wears that amount but because you're not so going to put a tablespoon of moisturizer on your face 
you'll get even less <laughs> SPF than, than if you wore, if you attempted to even put maybe half a tablespoon on your face of pure SPF. Yeah. What makes a really good SPF in your mind? Like, what are you looking for? You're looking for texture. You're looking for, especially on black skin, more than texture, actually. On black skin, you're looking to make sure that you don't get a, like a white, uh, purplish payoff. Um, sometimes uh, um, mm-hmm. the mineral SPFs can make you look a bit like a ghost because they've got this, uh, the zinc oxide and titanium dioxide are actually white um, in terms of the color of them as an ingredient. They're white. So if they've not been, um, if, they, if they're not nanoparticles within the SPF formula, it will show up as a white cast on your face. Mm-hmm. So, so that's key, which is why a lot of, you find a lot of black people don't want to wear mineral SPFs because of that, of that fact, it makes you look like a ghost. Have you ever found one that you like that's physical, like where they've gotten the nanotechnology down with yeah, the zinc? Yeah, no? I, no, no, there's loads. There's loads that've got the um, nanotechnology. For example, Ultrasun, who we partnered with, mm-hmm. have, a, have have that technology within their products that you don't get this white payoff. There are Unsun Cosmetics, which is actually in the states, you don't get a white payoff. Um, there's also, there's a brand called Clinic B, which is actually a tinted sunscreen as well. And you mentioned some of your favorite, um, physical sunscreens. Do you have any others that are your personal favorites for yourself or women of color? I mean, the ones I mentioned are the ones I use and they, they are amongst Mm -hmm. my favorites, but also, um, from a chemical sunscreen point of view, I, there's a brand, a Scandinavian brand called eCooking. Um, they have a really lovely, light, textured sunscreen. Glossier have a chemical sunscreen as well. There's a really lovely, light gel texture as well. And those are some of my two key favorites that if I wasn't wearing a physical sunscreen, those would be the ones I would wear. I have a question uh, about the step in your routine that SPF should be. I feel like there's so much information out there. Can you set the record straight? It's very simple. It's the last thing you apply. It's the last thing you apply after you've done your skincare, but before your makeup. Mm-hmm. And any products to avoid with SPF, like any oils that you think might interfere with it or anything like that, the efficacy? Generally, no. I mean, I, I generally don't advocate using an oil as your moisturizer anyway. Um, um, use a proper moisturizer with you know ceramides that was going to, was going to plump your skin and look after your skin. But no, um, some people sometimes find, and you'll find out very quickly, if your SPF doesn't agree with your moisturizer or your oil, it will start to peel. You know, you get this like rolling um, that will happen, which means then you don't have the adequate protection. So it's usually, um, or any silicones perhaps um, that can create rolling and peeling. Um, but generally, it's my biggest pet peeve ever. Um, and sometimes it's the moisturizer that's gone on underneath, or an oil that's gone on underneath, which is why I say it's probably best to, to stay away from oils and mixing that with your SPF. Carolyn Hirons was here in Toronto uh, last year, and she was talking about how basically SPF is designed almost to be like hairspray for your face. Like it's designed yeah, you definitely to have stick to. to the skin. Yeah, it's designed to stick absolutely because you you know although which is why they say to reapply because it does move, but it, but it's designed to to stick in general so you definitely want to be double cleansing in exactly like Carolyn Hirons's words you need to double cleanse um Mm -hmm. and you need 
to use an, I always say use an oil cleanser to start with. So like I love the DHC cleanser. Again, even the Caroline Hirons Pixie Cleanser is amazing for this mm-hmm. as well. Use a, an oil-based cleanser or balm cleanser um, to sort of melt away and take off the bulk of the SPF, the makeup, the dirt, the grime, pollution. Get a warm flannel and take all of that off with the balm and then use a cleanser to cleanse your skin after. Um, when you wear SPF, you definitely are in that double cleansing, sometimes triple cleansing category of life. Yes. <laughs> That's me. Like, I, I, I can't wait to just get rid of the grime, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm like that. Like, I've got full makeup on today. As soon as I get home, the hair, the makeup, I become a different person. <laughs> just, just take everything off. <laughs> Let's pause for a moment to shout out our friends at Third Love. How's your summer going so far? Oh, it's celebration season. Let me tell you, I've got bridal showers. I've got birthday parties. I've got baby showers. Like it's all converging at once. And I'm having difficulty keeping up with all the outfits that I need to wear. (laughs) You can go broke buying those dresses, girl. (laughs) Oh, I'm trying to shop my closet. So, but one purchase I did make was a new strapless bra, the 24-7 strapless bra from Third Love. So it really just helps all of my summer dresses look and fit better. Yeah. Undergarments are just as important as that dress because if you're wearing the wrong one and your strap show you've just blown your entire outfit <laughs> it, I know that is a pet peeve um, I wouldn't buy a strapless bra online normally because I'm really busty but I used the fit finder quiz on thirdlove.com and they made it really easy it took 60 seconds and boom I f- have a strapless bra I love now well you gotta love how the fit is customized to your breast size and shape like I thought I was the only one who gave a hoot about the slope of my breasts but it turns out they care as well I normally find it takes ages to like work in a bra so it's comfy but this one was comfy from day one and it's size inclusive which is great they're pretty much geniuses at that because they use millions of real women's measurements to create bras and they have more than 70 sizes including their signature half cups sizes. So it's a little obsessive, but I'm, I'm here for it. So how's that 24 seven Pima cotton t-shirt bra? Like, are you still loving that? Yeah. So that's the one with the little keyhole in the front and it's become my favorite bra to wear when I'm traveling on a plane, because I like to get into my athleisure gear. Usually I throw on a sports bra just for comfort, but this one's so soft and there's no digging or riding up. So I just, I get to have like the good shape and be comfortable as well the whole flight long game changer. Well, Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering all of our listeners 15% off your first order when you go to thirdlove.com slash breaking beauty. That's thirdlove.com slash breaking beauty guys. Head over there to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Now back to today's episode. All right, we're back. Deja is brilliant. We love you. We love what you're doing. I'm totally going to check out the Unsun campaign Everybody needs to go there and check it out right now. So now it's time to talk about the only facial sunscreens you and I will be using this summer. And some of the biggest disappointments. (laughs) Are we going to go there? We're going to start there. We're going to start there. Okay. We had high hopes for a lot of these ones that we called in. I think we're literally looking at 50 sunscreens here on the table. And we are going to list them all on our website because we can't, guys, you would be so bored if we just went one by one. So they're all going to be listed and then you'll be able to see the cream always rises to the top. Totally. Totally. So what maybe didn't measure up for you that you thought you would love? Well, there were a few. I mean, the Super Goop, I have been obsessed with this brand for so 
long and we don't have it in Canada. So I feel like you always want what you don't have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they were just like the first kind of millennial sunscreen brand to come out after all the big heritage brands. And I know they work on sunscreen 100% of the time. So I was like, this has got to be so freaking good. And they're in schools. And remember that vending machine at South by Southwest oh, yeah. with Supergoop. I'm obsessed. Great. I'm yeah. still obsessed. But yeah. the Supergoop Play 100% mineral lotion that we tried, you know, the issue that I had with this one, it's an SPF of 50, which is great. Um, and it's water resistant, but it went on greasy for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things that happens with mineral sunscreen is that you know, as we said to date, they've been chalky, they've been streaky, it's tough to, the texture is hard to blend in. So then you see this opposite, the complete and polar opposite, where if it's not doing that, it's greasy AF. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Like, I don't like that texture. I mean, you know, maybe for my legs, my calves, make them look all nice and shiny, but I don't want that on my face. Now this one, I will, I have to be honest, it doesn't say right on it that it's for face, but I think we said when we went to the face section of the website, this was there. I asked the PR and it is indeed for both. Okay. Now they do have some other ones that we need to try that are the best sellers though, right? Yeah. Like, and trust us, we will buy the next time we go to the States, but um, the everyday sunscreen, that's a huge hit. Yeah. And then the unseen screen, which from what I understand is more like a makeup primer. Um, it's, it's skincare, but it acts more like a primer on your skin. So you don't feel it at all and it's Mm -hmm. more invisible. So I think that those two are two that are on my radar. And then I still want to try out their mineral powder that they came out with that is actually to dust on your scalp. So I think they're really innovating a ton. What about you? What was the one? Uh, okay. Well, I, I'm so torn about this one because here's the thing. Shiseido Wet Force. I'm such a huge fan of this brand, but in this one is the SPF 50 Wet Force. It turns invisible Mm -hmm. on your skin. Um, And the idea is that it gets better in water. Now I'm going to tell you, I was obsessed with this when it first first okay, wait, launched. Back it up. Yes. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. You mean when you go swimming or when in the ocean? Swimming, it is made for water sports. It's like Japanese science that yeah. the SPF usually would degrade and get worse in water. Yep. And this whole idea with wet force is that it gets better. Okay. Well, that's revolutionary. So yes, claps huge, for that. Huge. Um, when they first came out with this, I put it on head to toe when I was in Costa Rica and I looked. I did look a little bit white, but I did not burn. Like I was very comfortable being in the ocean for hours on end and uh, felt like I was very, very protected. Now they've since reformulated it and I'm just not a big fan of the reformulation. It's, it's uh, supposed to turn invisible, which it does, but it, I just feel like they added silicones or something and I wouldn't put this on my face any longer. I would probably still wear this on my body, um, but I wouldn't um, put it on my face. And we didn't say this, I don't think in our intro, but you are by almost all of these packages sitting in front of us, uh, you're supposed to reapply every two hours at minimum. Yes. Good yeah. point. Good yeah. point. Yeah. The, uh, I agree with you. That went on like straight silicone to yeah. me um, and I just don't love that on my Shiseido, face. Can you please bring back the original? Thank you. Bring it back. Okay. So we know that there's a lot of questions out there about expirations as well. And I know all of my friends that are listening, I see you guys pulling that sunscreen out of your glove compartment from last year. (laughs) Just agree. Can we just get rid of that? It's no good anymore. It's the sunscreen at its, at its core, especially chemical filters. They are 
photosensitive and they're heat sensitive and they degrade. So in order to get that best protection, we really need to um, make sure that we have new bottles on hand. So it's all a little bit confusing, but what I would say is SPF 15 is like a nothing Mm -hmm. when it comes to face and sunscreen. So bye. Um, And then SPF 30 is the minimum that's recommended by dermatologists. So I just personally will wear an SPF 30 or up like anywhere above there is great if you ask me. Right. But the other thing is, I think when you're shopping for an SPF is how do you know which ones to trust? And this has become an issue. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I think in terms of doing what they say on the label, because you can see that SPF 15, 30, 60 or whatever. I was just nerding out on the consumer reports uh, survey. And every year they do this big sunscreen review and they tested like 75 sunscreens. And I think only 20% of them actually lived up to their claims of sun protection. Um, Yeah, that's shocking. So it's basically not doing what it says on the label. Yeah, it's and I think but it could yeah exactly and that's in a controlled environment where they're actually doing the test where they put on a certain amount per square inch and they're Mm -hmm. testing the product yeah they're not measuring up so um, that was fascinating to hear yeah so we're going to give you some highlights from that Um, La Roche-Posay came in um, on top with a Melton Cream SPF 50 there were some of the go-to sunscreen brands that have been around forever like Banana Boat they had their Sun Comfort Clear Ultra Mist Spray SPF 50, Hawaiian Tropic Sheer Touch Ultra Radiance SPF 30 was up there as well. So the La Roche was saying no surprise there that it came out on top. It's so trusted. And um, this one, the melting cream, I use it on my face as well, even though if it doesn't explicitly say face and body. Um, and the Hawaiian Tropic Sheer Touch, they have a face version as well. But then there were some indie brands that were kind of a surprise, like Trader Joe's was up there, Walgreens, and even a random one called Bullfrog. Um, So I just, yeah, I think, I think though, for me, I like to look for dermatological brands that I trust where I've, I think that they do like the clinical studies to make sure that they're measuring up or like long-standing sunscreen brands where all they do all day long is work yeah. on sunscreen and nothing else. Yeah. And obviously La Roche-Posay, even though it's not a sunscreen company rooted in dermatology, they have this long history of working with sunscreens. Like you said, my favorite one of theirs, that's more of a recent uh, discovery is their La Roche-Posay and Thelios XL Dry Touch Gel Cream SPF 60. This one's great uh, for the face and sensitive skin because it's that gel cream texture so you don't feel like it's suffocating your skin. You can wear it comfortably under makeup and um, it's really a beautiful texture and I like that that it's a little bit of a smaller tube so you can actually travel with it as well. Yeah, that's cute. I, um, I'm going to try it right now because I love La Roche-Posay. Oh yeah, that feels... Yeah, it definitely went on like sheer. Yeah. My go-to from La Roche-Posay is the Anthelios Ultra Fluid Lotion SPF 60. It's around $30. And um, it goes by a different name in the US. It's I think it's called like the Anthelios Shaka Fluid SPF 50. And that name actually is more memorable because when I was first introduced to this product years ago, the publicist, she would always, she would shake the bottle. Yeah. Do we have one? Yeah, this is the... <laughs> This is not that brand, but it's the same idea. Yeah, it a makes sister brand. the shaka shaka sound. Mm-hmm. So there's a little ball inside. It's a very tiny little bottle. It kind of gives you an indicator that it's 
you know, been designed for face. It's safe to use without clogging up your pores and making you break out. But yeah, that's what makes it memorable. And it has a tiny little nozzle at the top with a, you know, tiny hole. And that's Mm -hmm. because inside it really is an ultra fluid. It comes out like a milk. um, So it doesn't feel heavy at all. And when you put it on, it just starts to really blend in um, quite sheer. And there have been a ton of knockoffs of this product. So many brands have this type, but Mm -hmm. I just always go back to the OG. Yeah. And, you know, it's not av- widely available in the U.S. You can find it with dermatologists and, but, you know, Online. it's just like a little souvenir you can buy when you go to the French pharmacy or, you know, if the price was right, we could send you one. <laughs> we could like figure out a, figure out a deal from yeah. sending it from Toronto. There you go. And then we have another, we have an actual drugstore brand that's only like eight bucks. Yes. Um, so I'm going to move on to one of my other trusted brands is I just think they have so many different types of textures and stuff to choose from an SPF protection that I really just always find myself gravitating toward them. I love the ultra sheer dry touch sunscreen, the SPF 60 for them. Again, it's that gel cream texture dries right away. You can literally, after you put it on, snap your fingers. So it's amazing on face. I use this on my body too, chest. It just is really great. And I love if you're a little bit sweaty, when you do go to reapply, it's fine because it still goes into your skin and has that dry down a bit of a mattifying effect. Mm -hmm. And that's like $15 Canadian and 12 in the U S. So that's a go-to. Yeah. And then I'm also a big fan of Neutrogena. It's honestly just completely coincidental that Mm -hmm. we came up with our top three and we had the same brands. Mm -hmm. So mine is the Neutrogena ultra sheer face sunscreen SPF 45. Um, I just find it's really lightweight. It's oil free, derm tested, and it, you know, it just goes on sheer and that's what I'm asking. Like I want something that goes on like a daily moisturizer. That's what I'm after. Not greasy, not chalky, super light, can wear it under my makeup. I know it's a dream, but that's what I go for. And I think what's interesting too is like, no surprise, the chemical ones are just still winning out as far as me and going to the beach and feeling really protected. It's just, it is just a go-to. But I do think that the Neutrogena Sheer Zinc, I tried that as well. And also the new Aveeno Sensitive Skin Mm -hmm. uh, Mineral Sunscreen. These are both zinc-based. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the zinc has come a long way. If you have any sensitivity to chemical filters, try those out. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. I only use um, the mineral sunscreens yeah. on my kids. So the Neutrogena Sheer Zinc is also my go-to for that. Okay. Now, um, moving on, I also really like the Kula Classic Sunscreen SPF 50. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm using the White Tea Moisturizer version. It's a sport. It's considered a sport SPF and it's around 44 Canadian, I think around 35 uh, US at Sephora. And I just find it like I said, it goes on just like a daily moisturizer. Mm-hmm. Um, they are considered, they call themselves an organic sun care company, but this one is definitely a hybrid. So don't be fooled. Yeah. It's got avobenzone in there, which is a no-no for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. it, there's no question. It goes on really nice. Yep. Yeah. It sure does. It says it's SPF 50, but honestly, it goes on so sheer. Like it, it's sort of like a cooling gel formula. Yeah. If this one measures up with that consumer report study, I would just use this one constantly. Yeah. I would like to see that actually. Yeah. If they tested any of the indie brands. Mm-hmm. So we've given you a lot of information. Not sure if we said it, but it will all be on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. There are some brands that we cannot get our hands on here in Canada because Canada is extremely strict and stringent about what SPF 
drugs they will allow in the market. In fact, it's considered a drug and you have to get a DIN number and go through all these tests and spend a lot of money. So the little indie guys sometimes don't come here, like Glossier, for instance. We can't get that. I wouldn't call them a little indie brand, but yes, they have not been here. So we haven't tried that one if you're you're like, I'm a fan, although Deja did recommend it. So we want to hear from you too. What are your favorite sunscreens for face? What's going to make you not break out, not make you look like a ghost and not make you so greasy that your palm slides off your face. And the number one thing that just makes you want to wear it. Yes. Because if you don't wear it, you're really putting yourself at risk, not only for aging faster, but for a whole host of other things. So please heed our warnings and wear SPF um, when you're at the beach this summer and sitting at the cottage dock. All right, guys, that's it for today. We will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Visit BreakingBeautyPodcast.com for details on all the damn good products we talked about in today's episode. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll get every episode delivered right to your inbox. You won't miss a single thing. Or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. And please show us some love by rating us or reviewing us in iTunes. See you next time. Like a